All right, welcome back to another week of Behind the Bear, and I'm your host, Rip Ripley, joined on our rooftop terrace on this beautiful Friday morning by Coach O'Hare. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. I remember last week it was about 150 yeah. degrees out. I woke up this morning, it was 62 yeah. degrees. I'm yeah. like, okay, that smells like football. Absolutely. So, and, and Absolutely. all the other sports were getting ready. Yeah, to no, for out. sure. It, uh, yeah, last week we were sitting out here, we were sweating. Oh, I mean, just poor sweat this morning. Coach O'Hare needed a sweatshirt, maybe, because he didn't know it was going to be too chilly out I, here. I we grabbed, got it over there. <laughs> I grabbed one. Now, we're in the sun, so we're yeah. okay. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, so beautiful weather today. It's going to be an awesome day, for, like you mentioned, for football. Kick off a of college football this weekend, too. I mean, just an exciting time of the year. Um, especially exciting for the football team, because we got Lawrence Manning coming to town. And you better get here early, uh, because there will be a lot of people here. Yeah. I think there's a lot of excitement about the two, both these teams this mm-hmm. year, as there always is. But I think maybe – a little bit more this year. I did want to ask you, before, and I'm sure we'll get into that later. How do you feel about having this game earlier in the year as opposed to traditionally last game of the year? And I know it's a necessity mm-hmm. probably now because we're not in the same classification, yeah. but how do you think that's changed you know, the nature it, it of the It definitely game? has changed a little bit. I mean, when you have it at the end of the year, when you're in the same classification, it sometimes can carry that extra weight of right. playoff seating and, and jockey position, and it, it has that more true – natural rivalry game feel like we're used to in college football and other sports. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think it matters when we play Lawrence Manning. The emotions are going to be high. It's going to be a packed house. Right. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I mean, th- this is one of those nights where it feels like any time we play Lawrence Manning, football, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, I mean, any sport you throw it out there, it's one of those environments where the students are engaged, the parents show up. It is a great high school atmosphere and and the rivalry is a good clean one yes you know we let, let's be honest we've heard some things that have happened mm-hmm. in high school football yep. games around our state there's going to be back and forth mm-hmm. with the students but that's not the type of environment yep. that you'll see out here tonight well, and, and a lot of that from a student standpoint a lot of these kids they are friends they right, are the same, right. you know, and that's and that's what makes it a and they're also cousins you know <laughs> um that's what that's what makes a robbery and that's what makes it uh, challenging at times because they are so close to each other. Um, however, uh, it's what makes it exciting too. You're right. playing for bragging rights. Um, you know, we had kind of two games in a row here with Lawrence Manning and then next week going to Thomas Sumter um, that are kind of that same feel of having that in town. But Lawrence Manning certainly for us over the years has evolved into the, the bigger rivalry between the two. Now, Coach Jarecki, I want you to notice that Coach Ripley is looking ahead. No, no, okay. no, no. Coach O'Hare didn't even know who we played next week. So I want you to know I'm focused on, Come on to this Come week. Come on but, now. Don't now, put that on. I, I didn't realize that, but now that you yeah. mentioned the, at the two biggest historical two biggest rivals yeah. right in the early part of the season. And, and that's part of, as you mentioned, the reclassification, which gives us a different group that we're playing. You know, now we into the season, we play the Florence Christians. We play the PD right. Academies, who are kind of going to become, if we stay in this classification long term, those will become our more natural rivals for football. And, and you can probably think back over the years – over who the big rivals were at different times. And I can remember even back when I was in school, a, a Portugal Wilson Hall, because we were playing the state championship right. multiple years in, in a row. And that became a big rivalry in football. You know what I mean? So you have those teams, different years and different sports that, that really elevates that, that quote, rivalry. You know, Ben Lippin for us in baseball the last few years has been really big. Carter Newman in softball for right. a few years was a really big rivalry. And so the, the competitiveness – plays into that some. I think we'll see that with the Florence Christians and the and the PDs and some of those as well. Well, I, when I first got here, I think it was 1990-something, our big bas- boys basketball rivalry was Florence mm-hmm. Christian. I think Coach Rector had 
uh, was at Hilton Head by that time, and, and Brad Boucher, mm -hmm. was, and boy, we had some battles. Yeah. I remember one game we had at Florence Christian, it was like 88 to 84, and there was yeah. no overtime, just a great game. So sure. you're right, you know, things change, people graduate, yep. you know, and things of that nature, so... But right now, uh, you know, Lawrence Manning, I would say from top to bottom, all sports would probably be considered our number one rival. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And, and, and moving, you know, focus to this week, um, you know, a really big, a good Lawrence Manning team coming to Spencer Field tonight. Right. I mean, they, they are on paper right now, I think they're number two ranked at the 4A level. You know, Ham is number one, LMA two, Carter Newman uh, is kind of making a resurgence there at number three right now. Um, you know, we sit the number one seed, the number one in the, in the poll on 3A right now with a close win over Hilton Head Christian last week. Hilton Head Christian still number two. And then you've got some Pine Woods and, and other schools kind of behind us right there. So a big matchup across classifications, but two top-ranked teams in each one. You know, let's start, look back last week real quick. Let's, let's touch on the Hilton Head Christian game. A great win. We mentioned it before. We previewed it. It's it's a game that that is important for seeding purposes. You know, really important. It really gives us that leg up come the end of the season for right. seeding purposes. Um, a tough game offensively for both teams. I felt uh, early on, especially we couldn't quite get our running game going. They couldn't quite get their passing game going, which is what both teams rely on. Um, you know, they did a pretty good job keying on Blake Van Patten. I felt, mm -hmm. which opened the door for Dylan Jones to have a huge night for us offensively. I think he ended up over 100 yards running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, offensively. Uh, but the one thing we were enough of was opportunistic mm -hmm. in that first half. Yeah. And 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 like you, you know. They clearly, I guess the coaches would call it cover two. Two guys weren't going to let Blake beat us. So we figured out a different way to beat him. The thing I liked, I thought there was a point in the game where we had to regain the momentum, yeah. mm -hmm. and we did it with our running game, yep. which to me is always a, 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 a toughness yep. signal. And so I like that. But, yeah, you go on the road, and, and you, you win that first conference game against what a Hilton Head team yep. that had some uh, um, weapons. And like you said, that's a big feather in your cap yeah, going forward. for sure. And, and Hilton had a team that, even talking to Coach Reg afterwards, I think a lot of people are predicting to see them in the Final Four at least. It, it, I you would. Know, it's one of the top four I teams would. in 3A. Um, they're they're going to continue to get better. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, mean, I thought defensively, I was super impressed with our front four. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, we're kind of running that four-two-five look, that 4-4 that four, four look. It kind of modifies depending on what the other team's in. They ran a lot of spread out stuff. Which put a lot of pressure on our front four to get to get pressure on their quarterback, and we did it. I think we ended up with four sacks, maybe if you tackle right. for losses. Slade Custer, Grayson Alexander, uh, Walker Wilson, late picked right. up a sack. Um, you Van know, Patton was Van in Patton there. got a sack. Miles Luke Peterson. Yeah, I mean Luke there was a there. lot of guys. And then as the game went on, it was it was a hot, muggy night. It rained. Those that weren't able to watch or, or listen last week, it rained. Probably about what you say, forty-five minutes, an hour, right before, right we got before the yeah, right before we got up. everything set up, and so it was just really muggy and it just sat, and it was just that hot, humid night. There was no breeze, um, and so it required us to really shift a lot of guys in and out. Right. And I thought, and that's a challenge, certainly from a coaching standpoint. But I thought we did a really good job, and, and I was super impressed. Even late fourth quarter, we got guys like Walker Wilson, Adam Baker, um, that are coming in defensive line and making plays for us that then gave us the confidence. Like you mentioned, that, that that final push we had was a big part led because of those guys that came in and were able to give great snaps and great minutes uh, in the middle there, I felt. Yeah, and you know, you, you're out here in the summer and, and you see what these guys are doing to get ready for the season. And that probably was a game where that definitely could have made a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Because 
it was hotter than you can imagine if you weren't there. And those guys were in those pads. And, and But we had enough left in the tank. Yeah. And, and some of it was, like you said, our coaching staff did a good job of keeping guys as fresh mm -hmm. as they possibly can. So so just a great win going down there yep. for our guys. And, and like you said, going to their place was good. So now we turn the attention to the, to the non-region game this week, Lawrence Manning. Um, you know, from last season, you've got the, the quarterback last year, Tyler June, who, who left, is now back at Lawrence Manning. But in a different position, he's playing more of a receiver skill position this year. They've got a young Granger uh, freshman quarterback uh, who, who's looking really good right now. He, he can throw it really well. He's running that offense uh, for Coach First. They've got some good skill guys in the backfield, um, both on the offensive and the defensive secondary. got some really good skill guys. Um, defensively, maybe one of the better teams Lawrence Manning's had in recent years. Right. At, least on, at least on paper, on film. Um, they're really strong in the trenches. They've, they've got some really good linebackers. They're, the Josiah Burson, who was there last year, his brother is now there as well. Uh, really good outside linebacker um, that, that kind of flies around. You've got guys like Thomas Sumter, Ian Harris, names that we're familiar with over the years in football um, that are really making some plays for him over there. And it's, it's going to be a tough one for sure. And, and we were talking about it earlier. we got friends. we got cousins. Mm -hmm. um, my wife's cousin's grandson, number 10, Hodge, mm -hmm. is a big outside linebacker and a tight end that called a big touchdown pass for their them last week. So, yeah, I saw them on, on their video mm -hmm. uh, watching a replay, and the first thing I thought of when I saw their offensive line was I would rather uh, have our defensive line compete against them in a 4 by 100 relay because yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. It's going to be our speed yeah. against their size. Yeah. And so I don't know how Number one, I don't know how Coach First is going to try, and his the Lawrence Manning coaches, are they going to just line up and try to yeah. take it right at? We cannot, you know, match up man for man with yeah. their size in the trench when we're on defense. But if they think that quarterback's going to have a lot of time to go back there and yeah. pick out his receivers, like you talked about, you got these four by one hundred sprinters coming <laughs> yeah. at you, Custer, yeah. Van and Patten, yeah. and and his friends, you know. I can't imagine they're going to have time, but but they have the weapons, like you sure. said. They have figured out a way to make the most out of June, who I think is a Clemson baseball or is it Carolina, Carolina baseball? Yeah. Carolina baseball. Saw him play some baseball this summer for mm -hmm. the Manning Legion. Yep. Not a big guy, yep. uh, but a tough guy and certainly a, a dynamic uh, mm -hmm. athlete who can make him miss and obviously can throw the ball as well. Yep. So it'll be a challenge. And, and it will be interesting to have they have both on the field at the same time, which always right. throws a wrinkle. You know, we've had that in some years in the past. Uh, back when we had Tate and, and a young Clark Kenny would be in the right. running back position. So we kind of had two quarterbacks out there. They could both throw it. And, and when you have that wrinkle – it's something you've always got to be which I know our coaching staff is. You always got to be aware of, okay, he's okay. is he going for this sweep or is he going to, to throw this ball? You know, right. you got to be aware of that for sure. Well, you know, I, that last night they had Shane Beamer on the radio and you could call in and I couldn't get through because I wanted to give him some advice. I'd say, Coach, look, on the first play on offense, pitch the ball, did they carry on Joiner? Have him go around the outside yeah. and do the old-fashioned quarter, I mean, halfback option. Because every play after that, the rest of the yeah, game, the North Carolinas, oh, I better not go in there too yeah. fast. So, <laughs> so I, I wonder if, you know, but that is a problem that they're going to present. If yeah. June's in the backfield, mm -hmm. you're thinking, well, if he gets the ball, he might be throwing he might too. Be throwing too. Sure. So I'm sure our guys have been coached up about absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is a game where, again, although it's a non-region non alignment conference game, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's a big game. It's an important game for both sides. Uh, it's one where Lawrence Manning's kind of had our number for a minute right. now. They, they, they've won uh, quite a few in a row, and I know we're ready to get that that uh, trend back in our direction. 
Um, but so you may see those trick plays. You may see that that wrinkle in the offense that they haven't quite shown yet, maybe in the mm -hmm. preseason, the first couple games. Uh, but now they see it. You know, Lawrence Manning coming off a, a close one over Lake City High School. Uh, they came back to beat Pinewood Prep pretty decently last week. Pinewood's going to be a pretty tough team in 3A as well. So you've got two undefeated teams coming in um, ready for battle. And it should be a great night. We've got uh, – it's America night. So I know for Labor Day weekend we've got the theme is America. So anybody wants to come and dress, wear your American flag stuff, and, and come out with the student section support. Um, that but like coach said it's gonna be packed get here early be loud and uh and it should be a great atmosphere for high school football and have, have a lot of fun Let absolutely everybody have a lot of fun out here tonight. absolutely so uh kind of move on to, to our recap session so uh not a super busy week in athletics because of hurricane adelia um we had some stuff in the middle of the week kind of get canceled a little bit um did have a cross-country match early in the week and so we went over to uh, the pelican invitational at uh, at Lexington high school uh, where our, our older teams were able to compete. Didn't have any PR times. Tor course was pretty tough from what I heard, um, but, but had another, a couple of good showings. Uh, on the girls' side, notably, Mary Ellen Thorne was able to run. Now, she is also a swimmer, and so she missed the first meet, uh, but she was able to compete this week, and she kind of slotted herself in there as kind of our three, another one of those girl, younger girls in that 3-4 range for us that can be really important for the cross-country team. And I can't think anything that would be – more compatible with helping you in another sport than mm -hmm. swimming and distance, and distance running. running. Yeah, yeah. Remember the kid from Portugal was about 10 years ago. Yep. He was world class. Yeah. That was his yeah, name. Yeah. And he was also a dominant cross country yep. guy. So. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, so, so they, uh, they went over there, had a good time. Also a great opportunity. I'll, I'll give you a moment here. Uh, the young ones got a chance to run this past right. week, the little ones. And, and like he mentioned last week, and we talked about, there's a lot of, we got a lot of sixth graders out there, seventh graders out there. They got a chance to be the middle school. And a young Will Alexander won the middle school race. Pretty cool. Well, I had granddaughter duty. So, oh, so my wife okay. and, and, of course, <laughs> his mother could both go. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll see him the rest of the time. But, you know, so I get a little phone video yeah. and things like that. <laughs> they were not sure because, you know, in that sixth grade race, they the host school could not, you know, time that and sure. make it official. So basically, and that's how it is a lot of JV races. It the is. coaches are on their own. But just to give those kids a chance to run, to run was very nice. But I get a little video and, and whatever. Um, well, I'm driving home after they get home, mm -hmm. and I get this phone call. Now, I have a new phone number for reasons that don't matter. And I hear this voice, and he comes on the phone. I bet you never won your first cross-country race. <laughs> and I'm thinking, number one, how whoever this is who I don't recognize get my new number? I've only had this number for a couple of months. And then I realized it's Coach Reed Schwartz. Oh. Okay. So he was calling me, you know, I think he was more of a proud coach than anything yeah, yeah. else to let me know that, you know, that my grandson, Will, had come in first in the, um, in the, the sixth race. And at the end of the race, he, he wasn't sure where to go, and this kid started sneaking up on him. So he had, he had to sprint it out and do it. But I said, well, no, I didn't, but neither, you know, when Reed yeah. said, but you never won. I said, but neither did you. That's right, yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, and we both remember, yeah, well, he was in there with Trey Parker. And yeah, so Milo Tough, yeah. Trey won every race that, you know, from eighth grade on for our team or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was, that was neat. But, yeah. no, I could tell, and then talking to him after mm -hmm. that about his team, he felt good. And, you know, they're, yeah. they're doing what they need to do. That's right. And uh, yeah, the, the boys lost. Connor. Exactly. And and, the, and some other. We had some and, other and older, others. new seniors so, that came in last year that were really But big. I saw our eighth grader, I guess maybe they're ninth graders. Eighth and ninth graders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Corden, and, Calder, and Abel. And like you said, maybe not the most impressive time for them. But I remember that Lexington course, there's a hill, mm -hmm. and I think I have it right, 
that that comes right at about the two mile mark, and it's it's not an easy course. Yeah. So you don't worry about times; you worry about overall. You worry about competitive. And that's right. right, and that's and the goal is obviously to get to that end of October. You've right. got the region meet, which is at Patriot, which we're comfortable. You know, we we know the course. It's it's a it's a little bit flatter course, which usually is conducive mm-hmm. to faster times. And the state meet is usually at Heathwood Hall, which again is you run out kind of into the marsh area, but it's but again it's it's usually conducive That's for a pretty fast, fast, course. Ho- fast And we fast will times. run at the Heathwood Invitational in two Saturdays. Yes, uh, the so, ninth. Yes, so yeah, not so, tomorrow, but the following. And that'll time, be yeah. a good gauge for where mm-hmm. we are, because almost every other skiza team will, will be, be there. there. Should be. So absolutely. we'll see how we do. Um, so yeah, good week for them uh, over at the swim. So from last weekend, the swim team. Uh, was able to go down to Hilton Head as well. The boys came in with a win, which was really exciting. Saw and the that. girls finished, I believe, seventh or eighth. Uh, Cliff Bath and 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 um, Logan Schumacher, Bank Smith, some of the big names of the boys. The Tarpon sisters uh, were kind of our top two scores on the girls' side. Um, Jocelyn and Annika, and so uh, a good meet overall for them. And, yeah, they kind of got to go down Friday night, watch the football game, spend the night, stay up, go, you know, get up Saturday morning. Kind of worked out great for them schedule wise. It's nice when that comes together. Uh, but yeah, so Coach Moore uh, kind of getting the swim team off to a good start here. And the thing I noticed, we had several relay teams that won. Mm-hmm. To, you know, sometimes you can have a good team because you got one guy who's going to win mm-hmm. a few races, pop the points. But when I saw the relays doing well, I'm saying, you know what? We must have a pretty good collective That's right. of, of competent swimmers. And yep. I'm sure not a lot of older guys on this team. There's not. No, so, we're not about But it's good to, see, good to see that young group of swimmers already. Yeah. Like you said, I, who was it we beat? Was it Porter Gallup? No, I don't uh, think Porter was there. Hammond was Ham- there. Hammond, Hammond was there, Hammond, yeah. Uh, yeah, Porter Gow typically, as we talked over the years, is kind say, of the powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're the power. They weren't at that meet, unfortunately, to gauge against them. Mm-hmm. Um, over in volleyball, we had a good week. We hosted a, a little a multi-team match here on Saturday. We were able to come away 4-0. And then uh, during the week, we, we hosted Orangeburg Prep on Tuesday, got a 3-1 win, and went to Heathwood last night and also got a 3-1 win. So uh, varsity volleyball kind of moving along in, in a pretty positive direction. Um, we've got got some big matches next week with Sumter High. we got Sumter High, who's also undefeated right now. Uh, we host Florence Christian next Thursday. Uh, and I believe next Thursday is one of the weeks where we have volleyball inside and football outside at the same time. Yeah, it makes it hard on so, me. Makes it hard on you, but it makes That's it how great it was last for the fans. Thursday, wasn't it? Uh, no, we bit? didn't have football inside last Thursday, but it, it was a scrimmage. There was a scrimmage okay, night. Okay, that's we had what both. it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a great opportunity to come out and check out BTJV football. They'll be playing on Thursday. Varsity football, varsity volleyball inside, and then we go to Northside Christian for a tournament next Saturday. So busy week next week for volleyball. When we get back off this little Labor Day weekend uh, break here. Um, but yeah, we're we're doing pretty well and moving in the right direction. Our seniors really stepping up and doing some good things. Okay, so here's a question for you, the volleyball coach. Uh, it's early in the year, mm-hmm. and I know there's probably a few things here and there you're trying to figure out, and and you're trying to develop. So you go up two games to none, mm-hmm. but if they're kind of close. How willing, and where's the fine line between, okay, we're up two games to none, we're probably going to win, but if I begin to, like, experiment, yeah. or, you know, how much am I endangering, uh, enabling the other team to start sure. making a run at us? How do you balance that? It's tough, and it depends on who the opponent is. It depends on how convincing we won the first couple. So, for example, last Saturday, uh, we had a team, we won the first set pretty confidently. We won 25 to, say, 8, 25 to 9. Within the second set, so I, we had some of our young, even our JV players that came with us last week. So we had um, little Natalie Hawkey, Mary Todd Champion, right. and Savannah Wells. And so I decided the second set, it was the last game of the day, last match of the day. I said, I think we can handle it. Let's put the young ones in there. Well, before I knew it, we were down like 15 to 10. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the format last weekend, there was no tiebreaker. So if we had lost that second set, it, was a, it goes out as a tie in the books, which we don't want that. 
uh, against a team we know we could beat. So I kind of had to sub some of the older ones back in there. Luckily, I, I was able to kind of maneuver it where we were in our normal spots. The hard thing for us right now, we've only got 10 girls on varsity because uh, Cameron's injured right now. And so we don't have a lot to sub. But when I do sub, it does kind of change the positions of certain people. Mm -hmm. And so that does make it challenging um, where, like when I take Riley Bath out as our libero, she's usually out there six rotations and she's always in the game. Well, when I go to sub, either lately it's been Mackenzie Gray or Addie Griffin because they're competing to maybe be libero next year. Uh, I want to give them reps as libero that third set. Well, if something starts to go awry, I can't just put Riley back into libero, mm -hmm. right? She's already changed jersey. She can't go into that spot. And so it does limit a little bit yeah. of what we can do. Um, my my normal you know mindset is, unless it's a region game, unless it's a, a big 4A game, I'm usually going to go ahead and sub the third set and and, ho and have confidence that we can come back right. with our older ones. Now, if we win you know against Florence Christian a couple weeks ago, you know we won 25-21, 25-19. We didn't sub the third set against Florence, against okay. Florence Christian. I was like, nope, let's just get this thing done and get yeah. home. Let's not mess around. Um, last couple of games, you know, last night with, with Heathwood, we were able to jump on them pretty good the first two sets. They beat us pretty bad the third set. And, and you know, it's one of those moments where the challenge, too, is not only for the new ones coming in, but, like, I kind of called out my seniors. I said, look, the last five errors have been on my seniors. Mm -hmm. You know, they were the ones that, that needed to make the corrections, and they realized that, and then we got it right the fourth set, and we took care of business. So, um, But that is, it, I do think it, volleyball may be one of the tougher sports when it comes to subbing in that nation. You know, basketball – I can throw guys yeah. out there and then, whoop, nope, never mind, pull them right back out. There's no, I don't have to worry about rotation. I don't have to worry about who's subbing for who. I just put them in, take them out. Um, volleyball is a lot more strict on that. Kind of like baseball. baseball. I'll just say yeah, baseball yeah. the other one. It's really tough on, you know, how much do we really cook? Because once I right. take them out, I can't put them back in or whatever the case may be. So that is a challenge that we definitely navigate early on. Now I want to tell you a moment I had uh, watching y'all play, was it this Tuesday? Um, Orangeburg Prep. Okay, yeah. Orangeburg Prep. You mentioned Mackenzie Gray. Gray. Yeah. Well, I never called her by her real name. I had her in the ninth grade. And, you know, she sat right there by my desk, behaved herself, yep. you know, never said a word. Not exactly the tallest young lady. Yes, right? no. <laughs> and, see, I, I went the whole ninth grade teaching her. I did not know she played volleyball. Yeah. And so I came out in the 10th uh, last year, and mm -hmm. I saw her, I said, I said, you play volleyball? She's like, yeah. yeah. You know, and I had never seen her engage in anything athletically, so I'm kind of, well, it, can she really do this? Yeah. We had a moment uh, Tuesday when you were playing, and she was in there, and you know, the ball came up in front of her, and she dove like yeah. she was coming off a diving board <laughs> yeah. and got that ball up off yeah. the – I said, yeah, that, that girl can play she some can volleyball. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so good for her. Absolutely. No, and she does a great job of that right back spot for us. Is that what you – so she's a right back, She's huh? a right back right now. Typically right back, and she's one of our back row players. Okay. So she's not getting up and spiking it now. That's not her That's, that's not her not forte. Her but she's really quick, able to move around by there and, and dig a lot of balls up. So well, I might go um, talk to her. I can give her a little, little hint that I learned down Myrtle Beach Volleyball get up there and pull the net down oh yeah that, and then the spike it uh, depending on who the ref is they might let you get away with it so okay we so, won't we won't oh, go you mean that that's against today. the rules uh, quite against the rules oh come uh, on you can't touch the net again depending on who the ref is but we won't okay. go there um i don't want to get fined by the league for uh talking about officiating <laughs> but uh but yeah so so anyway we're off to a great start big week next week like i said we play at Sumter high next tuesday uh they're off to a great start this year they're undefeated right as of right now they were still undefeated uh, we played them and South Florence in like a little tri-match right. format. And then we'll go, uh, like I said, we host uh, Florence Christian this Thursday. And then a big thing I'll be talking about next week, we'll preview it. Uh, but I, we were able to put together a, a four-team a four match on the 14th. 
and it's us, Carter Newman, Porter Gowd, Ashley Hall. So the four, now that's the big yeah, powers for, of season. for the for the top, you know, some of the top teams. You know, I was able to get Carter Newman who, and Porter Gowd who played for the state championship, right? How many years in a row? Ashley Hall, who's been in it a gazillion times, and us. And so we won't play Carter Newman because Ashley Hall can't play Porter Gowd. They're in the same region. Okay. But we'll play each other. So we'll play Porter Ashley Hall. Carter Newman will play Porter Ashley Hall. But it'll be some really good volleyball going on here on that day. But we'll preview that a little bit more next week. And you know what that tells me? That those other schools really like our facilities. Oh, yeah. Because for those volleyball powerhouses mm-hmm. to even – and I'm not comparing you sure. to that, but it'd be like sometimes you see like these these – football powerhouses will go play at a smaller mm-hmm. school and you're still trying yeah. to get to that level with our program they've got so many sure. advantages but they really respect coming here because yeah. they know you're going to have a first class facility i also think they know and people will come out and watch it i think yeah. they'll like the environment so it'll be that's in. our hope uh, but yeah so big big next weeks for them uh tennis i think was off this week i don't think tennis ended up having a match due to adelia um so they were kind of off this week but over on the on the golf course, the girls' golf team with two really good showings to our records, at least in recent memory, um, they had a record low score on uh, on Tuesday, and they rebroke it yesterday, shooting a 191 as a team, which for our records, our girls' record low. You got uh, Mary Catherine Dutcher, um, Isabella Krasinski, and um, uh, Aviana Hicks. Excuse me, who all three went under 50. We had three girls in the 40s, which is to our records again some of the best we've had in a while. Um, so, so the girls' golf seems really off to a good start. Any more hole-in-ones? No more hole-in-ones. Not oh, to my knowledge. I, I know. It's been a couple get one weeks. Every week. <laughs> I still can't believe we have a girl. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a golfer, man. So to me, that's like pitching a no-hitter in the major leagues of yeah, baseball. Yeah. But the fact we have a young lady got a hole-in-one, I'm still oh, yeah. trying to Absolutely. get over that. Uh, but, yeah, so the girls' golf team off to a really good start. They, they're they're 5-0. and They've beaten Carter Newman. They beat Ben Lippin. They beat Hammond. So some good wins early on for our girls' golf team. Uh, on a young team, really, the only right. senior you've got is, is Bella Grzynski. And so uh, a young team that, that a lot of excitement going on that girls' golf program right now. Kind of makes you wonder where we might uh, what we might be able to do when it comes to state yeah, tournament I think time. so. I think so. I mean, with, with the scores we're putting out, it definitely puts in that realm. Again, you've got Trinity. You've got Porter. Uh, you've got some teams in the low country that are usually pretty strong. But, again, with girls' golf, it's year to year on who's able to have a team. Right. and who's able, So I think uh, I know Coach Dutcher – um, is really excited about kind of where we are with the girls' golf program right now. So um, I think I touched everybody as far as our, as our recap for the week and our preview for next week. We do have a busier week next week, a lot of games, a lot of sports. Make sure you tune in on, on our social medias, uh, follow us. We are going to try something different tonight, and, and you and I will do it at away games together, but at home games now during halftime of the game, uh, you can tune in the radio, WDXY, Coach O'Hare, and Coach Moore. Alan Moore will be on it this yes. week. Uh, we're also going to go on a Facebook Live. Uh, with some of our digital media students uh, and kind of give a, a recap of the first half. So we're trying some more video content with our younger uh, younger students, um, trying to get some more content out there during our football games. Okay, couple couple of points before we leave. Connor Smith's first college yes. cross-country race yes. is it at uh, – is where is it? I was looking yesterday. Maybe it's at his home course, mm-hmm. but they're, they're running on a running. Friday. Okay. He will make his debut. I, I hope he's okay physically. Yeah. You, you always wonder. So be curious to see yeah. how he does. A lot of people have asked me, and I and I got the same question: Where do you go if you want to find the link mm-hmm. to the football game? So for the live stream part of it, so you can, uh, we will post that on our social media later today. So you can go to uh, Graybird Media. Uh, he has a, a YouTube set up uh, for the. It's called Baron uh, Baron Sports Network um, on YouTube, and so the links there. You subscribe to his channel. 
for the, the links there for his page. And then the actual link for the live stream is usually available at some point on Friday. But we will, you know, we'll Facebook, Instagram, tweet that out uh, as we get closer to game time. Uh, again, the hope is with a home game tonight, we're hoping all of our people in town uh, are at Spencer Field. They'll be at But it. for the alumni that are out of town, the families that are out of town, uh, that link should be available on there. And then the, the WDXY, um, where, yeah. you, where you can listen, they actually have our audio feed plugged into it as well, which I hear went pretty well last week. Well, can't wait for it tonight. And good Sorry. luck to all our teams this week coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, get here early. Uh, admission is 10 and 5. We have cash. Uh, we also have Venmo options this year at both our concessions and at our front gate. So if you don't have cash on, you can Venmo us uh, and, and Venmo the Wilson Hall account, and we'll be able to get you in the game. Um, it's going to be a packed house. It's going to be an exciting environment for high school football. Uh, we hope to see you all there tonight. Yes, sir. Venmo? Yeah. I just learned how to use a credit card. Yeah. Okay? Listen, so this, we're trying this to, moving we're, too we're fast. We're trying to step over the world, I went coach. to a baseball game one time, and it was cashless. They said, I said, yeah. oh, good, everything's free. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> Like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Not quite. But, yeah, so we hope to see you all here tonight. If you can't can't join us, like we said, tune in. Follow us on social media. We'll have updates posted uh, throughout the game, throughout the night. Um, but until next week, we appreciate everybody listening. I'm Coach Ruby. This is Coach Ray here, and uh, go Bears.